0: you will become more skilled in relationship management,
1: decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. And today, it's an, I am so excited that I am bringing you a guest and you would hear me normally say, I'm reaching into the vault from this undisclosed location of the Intelligence Leadership Institute to bring you a show. But today, because we have a special guest who will be co-hosting the show with me as an educator and will share with you some very interesting insights as it pertains to leadership. But you will find it's a bit different from how we normally flow on the show. And I'm bringing to you this for a reason to give a different perspective, a different approach. It's almost like, wow, it hit me before I knew what was coming my way. You'll see what I'm talking about as we dive into this show today. Today we are joined on the King of the Grand Show by a very special guest. Like I promise you, I would almost look for and find experts in certain areas that you will benefit from as you're listening in. And today we have with us one such expert. And I'm looking forward to our interview that I'll be sharing with um, you as we unpack with today. None other than Mark. Guberti, Mark is a USA Today and Wall Street Journal best-selling author with over one hundred thousand students in over a hundred and eighty countries enrolled in his online courses. He is a host of the Breakthrough Success Podcast, where listeners learn how to achieve their breakthroughs. He coaches content creators on how they can attract more traffic to their content, and boost revenue. Wow, that is some very interesting kind of intro of your bio, Mark, and we're going to get into that as we go into our show today. But the first question I normally ask my guests, Mark, is the question about leadership. When you hear the word leader, or the word leadership, what comes to your mind? I think of someone, when I think of a leader,
0: I think of someone who uh, people can look up to has that role model presence, but it's also someone who's going to strengthen the people around him. A leader is not someone who just has like a bunch of people Mm -hmm. who leader says, you do this, you do this, you do this. That's not a leader. A leader Mm -hmm. is someone who, um, I mean, Part of that is the relationship where you give them different things to do, but you also allow them to explore a little bit, develop more. So uh, it's not just uh, being rigid and uh, what the other person can do for you, uh, it's also looking deeper into the person and seeing how you can help them on their journey because leaders, not just a person who's uh, at the top of the organization mm. who gets the most spotlight it's the person who is really willing to take that time to make each person he or she meets mm. into a better person mm.
1: yeah you know, that's really I, I like the way you frame that and i wonder if, it sounds like you're speaking either from personal experience having had uh, a leader of the kind or you yourself so do you see yourself as a leader and so if so how
0: So for my business, there are a lot of different things that happen. And if I had to do all of them, I would not be able to grow to the degree that I've grown. Mm. So I have a few people who help me with different things from creating book covers to just helping me with uh, all the content I create, scheduling, uploading, fun stuff like that. So I have a few people who help me, but I give them – the freedom to choose how they do it. Mm. Like I don't have uh, a rigid guideline. I say, you know, this is a guideline that you can do, (laughs) but if you can still achieve the result doing it in a way that you enjoy, then by all means, go for it. So Mm. uh, that's how I like to see myself as a leader. It's not just, me. I don't view someone as, okay, uh, all you can do for me is this one task that I need you to do. There's a lot more to that in the relationship. And I've had some people say, like like some people who worked for me, uh, like I want to go into business and I help them with that, knowing that if I help them with the business and they become successful, then, you know, they may, might leave. And these are really great people. Also, I don't want to let them go. But at the same time, if it means they're more successful and that's the path they take, that uh, Gives them more fulfillment and allows them to help more people. Then I'm letting them take that path. I'm even helping them in the process.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's interesting um, take and direction because I find that if it sounds like what you're saying, the idea of you, you know, what you want, but how to get there, you allow them to have the creativity and to release them basically okay. to put their own touch because sometimes they are able to do that in a much better way than we can, right? Because they may have certain skill sets and expertise that we don't have. You know, in my book, The Immortelligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed, I I talk about that being how leaders partner, right? We collaborate, we learn from each other, and mutually we're able to do a whole lot more. So it sounds like that's what you're describing in what you just shared. Yeah, exactly.
0: And like some people, they definitely know more about uh, the topic than you do. I mean, uh, like for an editor, they know a lot more about it than I do. I mean, it's like uh, telling like LeBron James or Steph Curry, like whichever (laughs) one you like more, like teaching them how to play basketball, like they know how to play (laughs) basketball. Just let them do their thing. Uh, But some people do that equivalent with the job that they're looking for with the person they hire.
1: And and so that um, what I find sometimes, and I'm not sure if you've experienced this, Mark, where some leaders, you mentioned about the rigidity of some leaders, right? Um, some leaders have a hard time letting go because they feel intimidated or insecure. Now, if a leader have that kind of mindset, what might be some things you would suggest he or she could do to somehow kind of let go a little bit more? Uh, So,
0: yeah, I, I definitely understand that because there's some people who they will micromanage. Yeah, so so right. if you mess up one little thing, they're on you for it, which <laughs> yeah. you don't want to have happen. So um, here's my thought for people who maybe they're a little more uh insecure or they want it done their way. Would you rather have the person you hire or the person you mentor uh, do everything that you say? perfectly but fail or would you rather have that person do it their way uh and get the better results so would you rather have someone follow your guidelines and you know it takes them uh 10 years to achieve Mm. success or they do it their own way as long as it's ethical and like we're assuming basic things like that Mm -hmm. and they get the same result in one year so mm-hmm. as long as uh be, be, there's something like be flexible with uh the approach or something like that mm-hmm. uh but mm-hmm. as long as
1: just focus on the result. Mm. So uh, it, it it's not like then both the leader and that person are kind of um they're mutually respecting each other's expertise yeah. and skills. And like you described earlier, hey, I know there's some things. As an example, you know, uh, recently I had this teenager who I was talking to about something and I kept on saying to him, I said, man, I'm getting so many scam calls lately. And when my phone is locked, I don't know how to just make sure that I don't answer the call. I ignore it until it's just, it just they hang up. He said, well... What if you um, press the side button once? No, press the side button twice. He said that will um, just have the call shut down right away. Now I I said, well, what if I did that and the call gets answered and I don't want to answer the call? So anyway, I experimented with it one day. I just clicked, when the scam call came in, I my phone was a lot. I clicked the side and it stopped ringing. But I saw still. They they the um answered the um, the it showed up on my phone still as cam likely, and so the next time around I pressed it twice and it hung up. It worked, and I'm thinking, wow, here it is. A teenager had that expertise about that. What if I had ignored what he taught me? I was suggesting to me because I'm thinking, oh, of course, you're a teenager. What do you know, right? So I think sometimes leaders miss an opportunity with those that they have around them because they either ignore it because of age or, um, you know, you're not a leader. And so they're, they lose out and the organization also lose out. What do you think about that kind of, is that, do you see that happen? And if so, um, what do you think about that approach?
0: Yeah, I really like that uh, idea because uh, like that's an example of a humble leader, someone who's willing to still be teachable, not someone who uh, gives all these different things to do like you do A, you do B, you do C. But when someone gives a suggestion, like some leader, some people Mm -hmm. will, you know, freak out about that. Like, I know what I'm doing. This is what I've been doing for 10 (laughs) years and you're just a new person. Yes. (laughs) Uh, so Uh, Part of being a leader is really willing to take those insights from other people uh, because especially in bigger organizations, like when you think of CEOs of like publicly traded companies, the best ideas aren't always theirs. It's like other people, like maybe a little lower down on the chain who come up with the idea and then they're doing it. So uh, really great ideas and Time savers and revenue makers can really come from anywhere. So uh, it's mm-hmm. good to always be open regardless of uh, how high your status is and how low the uh, maybe like uh, on
1: the chain or whatever mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that other you may perceive that other person to be. You know, you, you mentioned earlier about the relationship um, idea. You introduced that word a couple of times earlier as we began our interview today. And um I wonder because one of the things I talk about in my book is that leadership is relationship. So can you talk a little bit more about when you hear leadership and relationship, what's how is that especially in the era of marketing, for example, why is a relationship from a leadership standpoint so essential and so important? Or is it from your in your in your um opinion? I think relationships are everything.
0: They're essential for growing a business. And when you build relationships with other people, you have the stronger ability to impact them because it's one thing to uh, share your content with a stranger who's learning about you for the first time. It's another thing to share content or advice with someone who you're in a deeper relationship with where they have worked with you for maybe over a year. Or they are just someone who has really admired your work over a long period of time, so relationships they're really essential and the people who work for you or something like that if you hire anyone or uh, delegate if they like you Mm. and they like what you are doing they are going to work harder for you Mm. if there is no if there is a disconnect between you and the employee the freelancer whoever it is that you hire or whoever it is that you want to have an impact on the results are not going to be there. When you see like missed deadlines and someone being unproductive, it's usually there's the disconnect between uh, the person hiring and the person like the employees. So that's why building relationships is so important because, you know, if someone likes you, they're
1: naturally going to work harder for you. So, you know, I, I 100% agree with that. I, I you know, Stamp, yeah, that's you know I'm here cheering on. That's yeah, that's exactly right. What I find sometimes, and maybe you know, as a person who's listening in right now, they're thinking, well, okay, how do I maintain, build those relationships? How do I keep them going? How do I keep that momentum? Because I find that people sometimes need some encouragement or motivation, and I wonder how do you, Mark, and uh, find that uh, the best ways, or at least some best practices. And building and keeping those relationships. Before Mark answers that question and you want to hear how he answered it, I want to share or do what we've been doing for so many last few, several episodes. And that is to highlight for a few seconds the Did You Know segment. And in this segment, we highlight something about Jamaica because that's where I am from, as you have possibly heard in my accent. But if you've been listening to this podcast for some time, you know I've shared this before. But now we want to see what is one more thing that you need to know about Jamaica. So when you go to visit, you can actually check this out. So here we go for our Did you know segment? Did you know that Jamaica is one of only two countries in the world that has no colors in common with the United States of America? The other country is Mauritania, which has a green and yellow flag. Libya used to have a solid green flag but has since changed it to include red and white the Jamaican flag is green yellow and black two yellow stripes intersect in an x with green filling in the top and bottom and black on either side so it's yellow black and green did you know that now you do We now return to regular broadcasting of the Kings of Grant show. Here is a question that I had asked Mark and promised we'll get back to. So I asked Mark this question. Okay, how do I maintain, build those relationships? How do I keep them going? How do I keep that momentum? Because I find that people sometimes need some encouragement or motivation, and I wonder how do you, mark and uh, find that uh, the best ways or at least some best practices in building and keeping those relationships?
0: I mean, I'd say listen, listening is a big one mm. uh, because some people they will uh, even have a big problem that does not get properly addressed because you're more focused on do this for me. Uh, there are other people who maybe they're upfront with their problem, but then you don't give a deep enough reply. So, uh, and I'm not saying problem just as in like you know, like I can't figure out how to do this. I'm talking about real life problems that, uh, people can naturally have as they work for you. So, uh, just always, uh, being there for that person. Uh, not just uh, if you can't, uh, do this for me, you have a question about it, but also like if you have a loss or if you're going through a really rough patch actually uh be there for that person and i know that with online uh it's easy for us to um kind of think that our work's getting done magically by mm-hmm. someone else who we never really get to meet or see mm-hmm. and uh, we never really get to actually know because uh it's a different dynamic from actually going into the office every day with mm-hmm. the person so Uh, In that case, I would say set a weekly reminder on your phone just to chat with that person, Mm. uh, build the relationship uh, because I feel like they also want to get a better idea of who you are too, who they're actually putting in all these hours for. And if they could uh, put a face in there, if they can uh, put like a kind of uh, personality in Mm. there, like who you are, it's easier for them to put in Uh, that work and really go the extra
1: mile for you. You know, I think you are, when you said earlier, and I like the phrase, the way that you you framed that about the liking idea, because we know that in in the business world, is like, you know, the no like, and trust factor. And I believe that leaders, uh, people people who are following you as a leader, they need to get to know, like, and trust you as well. Because I believe when they do that, what I'm hearing you're saying is that they will give them... They will get their best selves and show up and give you their best performance because they feel like you have earned that and you have made yourself available to them to get for them to know you a little bit more. And you also do the very same thing of getting to know them and their world as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. you got to know both ways. Like that's part of being the leader. Again, what we t- I talked about in the very beginning betterment. How can you better someone if you don't
1: know who that person is? Which, which now, I'm glad you mentioned that, because this segues into a very interesting part, and it also fits in what you do. Because in one of the chapters in my book, The intelligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed, I talk about leadership is craftsmanship, right? And so I had a, a quote in there about Abraham Lincoln, who said that if he had six hours to cut down a tree, he would spend the first four hours sharpening the axe, and then of course go and cut the tree down so i believe that every person ought to develop their craft learn and never stop growing you're in that space when you what would you say to a leader and about their need to develop themselves and why would they want to develop themselves even more than just having a title or a position All right, I really like this question. I feel like the best way
0: to answer this question is to give you an idea of like some really big leader who values learning. So uh, Bill Gates founded Microsoft, uh, philanthropist now, there's all these great things. One of the wealthiest people in history. Mm -hmm. What he does and he did this during Microsoft when he was a CEO and had all those responsibilities. He would take two weeks off, and he would call that his think time. Mm. He would go to some secluded place, read books, write down ideas, and it's said that some of his best ideas from Microsoft came during that two-week think time. Mm. Now. For most of us, you know, we may not have the luxury of just like going away to some secluded location for two weeks, read a bunch of books, come up with a bunch of ideas. But if you do that each day, like just read a book for like 15 to 30 minutes and you're coming up with ideas, that's going to help you grow. And I think if one of the wealthiest people on the planet does something like that, (laughs) then I think there's no question how valuable it is for uh, anyone to keep on learning because there's so much you do know, but there's way more that you do not know.
1: And, 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 uh, even for you, cause you, you create online courses. And so you have a reason why you're creating that. And you mentioned earlier about helping people become the better version of themselves. Um, so I, I'm hearing you're saying then that even what you do is you have that in mind is like you're thinking, what is it that you can do? So let's talk a little bit about that, Mark, because I find sometimes leaders having access to resources like that or they themselves when they have to, put out maybe an organization chart or whatever they have to do It's in a sense, I call it three E's of leadership, you know, educating, empowering, and entertaining. So when it comes to the educational part, why is it that you create these courses? What led you to that? And and what do you see it um, doing in essence for the people you're serving as your students? So it's no secret that
0: in order to have a business, you need to be making money. And I see money as something that provides more options and allows me to reach out and impact more people because that's why I wanted to impact as many people as I can uh, within my lifetime. So training courses are a great way to grow any business model. And they give that really engaging experience because a lot of it's videos, some PDFs. And stuff like that as well, but it gives that really engaging uh, experience for students. Uh, So basically they could take the knowledge they get from that course, use it to make more money or be more productive or have more confidence depending on what the course is about. And I'm able to use that money to spend more time creating content and courses and providing value to my entire community. So uh, that's the reason that from a business sense, I did training courses, it
1: just made sense, I enjoy creating content for people, so that was the best fit. How you how do you decide what content you create and um, how to kind of uh, know what people might really want? Because I find sometimes, going back to the idea of a leader, he or she needs to know what their people want, what they uh, what's in it for them, because people go after, the first thing they wanna know is, well, how does this benefit me, make my life better, Increase my status and so on. So, how do you come up with those ideas? Really great
0: question. And the key is knowing what your audience wants. Because I could come out uh, tomorrow with a course on like how to play the piano better, uh, but that's not something that my audience wants to know about. What they want to know about is how do I write a book and turn it into a bestseller. That's so what a lot of them want to know. And I know this because I ask. Mm. I ask what would you like to see me write a blog post about next? What videos would you like to see me create stuff about next? And a lot of people say I'm a nonfiction author, I'm a fiction author. So I'm going more into that so you could see like maybe a next course for me in the future is going to be a lot deeper into writing your book and turning it into a bestseller because that's what people told me they want. Mm-hmm. Another great way to see what they want is see what they buy. So, mm-hmm. I promote a lot of products as an affiliate, and I've done a bunch of virtual summits. And one of my most successful, my two most successful summits first, the Content Marketing Success Summit, and the other one, Wealthy Author Summit. Both of those are evergreen. So, to this day, I can just keep running those and see mm-hmm. if there's still a lot of demand for those. But because of those summits, and all the products I've promoted, I know my people want to know how do I become an author? How do I become a best selling author? Make money from my book. So, those are some hot topics for my audience. Now, for your audience, it may be something different. Mm-hmm. The way you figure out, you just keep putting out content, you keep promoting products, seeing what topics get the most engagement, and you keep focusing on those main topics. And you can still talk about some of the other stuff, but focus on the main stuff that your audience
1: loves. Wow, that's that's really good because I think that leaders sometimes really need to know what their people want, their team members want, right, and how to motivate because that's really the essence of it. Because people really are going to put their money where they what around what it is that they want makes in their they make their lives better and so on. So here's the thing I find, Mark, because this is also true in leadership. One of the chapters I also have is leadership is salesmanship. By that I mean that leaders ought to be very good in selling ideas and vision and concepts to their team members to get them to go behind that. So it is the very same thing you just described in content creation because you have to find a way to market or to sell those. When it comes to selling, why do you think some people are kind of um, hesitant and they kind of uh, not push back, but they're very slow in seeing that as something that they should engage in? That is a good question. I feel like for selling, a lot of people are
0: shy of asking other people for money. Um, It's something that to me makes no sense now, but I can see at the beginning a lot of people being super shy about doing that. Uh, My advice for people is think about if you've ever asked your parents way back when to buy a product for you or if you didn't, you don't remember that and you have kids pay attention the next time they ask to buy you <laughs> to buy something for them um, because we're all really good at selling something. We just don't know it, whether it's someone who uh, really is adamant about how Apple is so much better than Microsoft or vice versa or how running is a great form of fitness. We're great at selling things that we don't really think about as selling. We just think about them as recommendations. But if you're able to make that mental transition from, oh, I'm recommending that someone gets in more shape or something like that, uh, oh, with those same skills, I could be selling training courses. So I feel like people don't make that uh, connection. So – Instead of thinking I'm making recommendations that can really have a positive impact on people or help them get to where they need to go, they think, oh, I'm asking for someone's money, Mm. I'm taking it away from them because we all know, like, you know, money doesn't come easy. Like, you got to do a lot to get money, and people think I'm taking that money away from someone else. But uh, if you look less at the money and more about the kind of impact that the training course or the book or the other thing will have on them,
1: It's easier for you to sell. You know, I love the fact that you um, kind of um, framed your answer the way that you did and started with even a child because I can see that. You know, I I know I've had kids myself. I have kids myself, and I've seen their, you know, when they want something. (laughs) Yes, they they are, right? And we all have gone through it. But I like the fact you just kind of disconnect the idea of um, when you said it's not like you're taking – I have, you know, personally, and this is full disclosure, I struggle at times with that myself because I feel like, okay, you know, I'm in the informational um, product and, and it's almost like there's not a, a tangible or a physical thing I'm exchanging for your money. And so at, at times I struggle with that, but I have to kind of remind myself of what you just said of like, you know, no, I'm bringing value. I'm helping someone to make their lives better and somehow help them positioned for more success. So I think I like the way you've just um, said it, but I ask that question for myself, but also because I know some of my 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 um, audience members have a hard time even selling an idea to their team, which makes organization better. They struggle with that because they just don't know how to frame it or see it in a positive light.
0: Yeah, and uh, sometimes just to follow up on it as well because it may not happen the first time, but if you give it a few more uh, times where you just keep talking about it, it might happen, and also listening to the other person, seeing how they receive it and what they, what kind of results they want from it.
1: Mm. Wow, well, Mark. I mean, we're coming up towards the end of our, our time, and, and there's so many questions I could ask, but I think that what you've d- delivered so far has been so helpful. So. I want to kind of um, give you an opportunity now. You mentioned about your online courses and um, the, the different resources that you have, because I believe that our my audience could benefit from learning. Number one, because you know, for me, I'm an author and I, I struggle sometimes in marketing while my own books. So I think that we all can learn from that. So what are how do people best connect with you and find out the things that you have available to uh, for them?
0: Well, a lot of people like to go through my virtual summits, so Content Marketing Success Summit and Wealthy Authors Summit, both of those are .com, uh, and they're evergreen. So it doesn't matter if you go on them today or a year from now, you will uh, still have that full experience of being in the summit. And for people who I know we talked a little bit about training courses, they want to figure out how do I create a profitable training course I have a profitable training course launch video series completely free at markguberti.com slash
1: P-T-C-L. Says Mark Guberti, and it's G-U-B-E-R-T-I. Yes. .com slash P-T-C-L. Yep, that's okay. it. And I'll make sure, you know, our audience have – um. Access to that link, but I want to make sure you know. So as you're listening in, you say, "Well, you're know, like I have uh, Kingsley." People ask, "How do you spell that?" So I said, "You know, what I mean. <laughs> so Guberti Mark is C. It, yes, I was about to mention that is Mark as M A R C, and Guberti is G U B E R T I, and dot com slash p t c l. And I want to make sure that we have a time to sit on that, so people just don't. um guss over and not get it right so they can go there and find the evergreen and find um i'm sorry the course at at this um ptcl is on that course is about books right uh it's about how to create a profitable training course okay a profitable training course okay a profitable training course so and um where how can they connect with you on is there like uh what's the best way for them to connect with you on all my social networks, I am at Mark Gberti. And uh, if you want to
0: listen to some episodes on breakthrough success, uh, it's my podcast, which uh, Kingsley will be on. Uh, that um, I promote that on all my social networks. So chances are if you follow me on any of my social networks at Mark Gberti, you will come across the podcast at some point.
1: Yeah, I really uh, enjoy uh, listening to a few of your episodes. And I love the fact that your whole intention and goal is to help people to have a breakthrough in any area of their lives. And so even your interviews are, are that um, kind of uh, framed that way. So I think it's really a great value. So I want to th- thank you for bringing that value to the world and helping us actually see how we can break through in our lives. And I, I really appreciate that, which you, the content you provide both in your blogs and also the podcast.
0: Thank you, Kingsley. I appreciate it and uh, I also appreciate you being a guest on the show and uh allowing me to be a guest on your show as well.
1: yeah, I really look forward to it, and I'm so glad we had this done. So I do have heard today you're listening to a person that is not just talking about something, he's doing it. he really um you know he's a young man who has been mentioned, you know, you look across how many people are doing what he is doing. So I really appreciate the fact that he is starting early, but also here am I. He's much younger than I am, but I'm learning so much from him. So Mark, thank you for taking the time to bring such value to my audience and to me, and I truly appreciate it, and I look forward to our continued relationship.
0: Definitely. It was a pleasure to
1: be on your show. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And there you have it, my friend. I know this was a little bit of a different kind of show based upon our normal format, but I think I thought it was so important for you to hear how someone who is in the creative space could use relationship. I would not say use, but serve people through a relationship in a manner that helps them become better, right? Becomes more um, empowered. And that is a one of the things you've heard me say so often that as a leader your task is to educate, empower and entertain those that you lead. And and so what happened today we heard Mark kind of spent more some time on the the education aspect of things. But what he said that really stood out to me is you ask questions and you listen. That I believe is the secret, that is the insight. That is, the, is my takeaway. I would love to know what your takeaway is. Remember, you can request to join us in our group on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash emotelligent leaders, E-M-O-T-E-L-L-I-G-E-N-T, leaders. Fill out three questions and request to join. And based upon your answers, we'll use that as an admission process. Most people, I would say majority who have requested to join, have joined, have been accepted. So I don't think you will be an exception, because I think that you're listening to the show, you're more than qualified. So thank you for taking the time to listen. And I would love to hear in the group, what your question, what your observation, what your thoughts, insight, whatever that was, share with us in that group. Okay, my friend, remember, you're one skill away from it all one skill and hopefully this show is providing you that skill that you need my friend again thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show with that said peace out god bless and i'll see you on the flip side